Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 239 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. We're back. Oh, yay. We've had a little hiatus. We had like a, a week and a half, too. Yeah, almost two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and we really appreciate everybody bearing with us. Um, many of you know we have a family medical issue that we are, are currently assisting with, and mm-hmm. um, that has taken some of our time, and we've had to dedicate a, a lot more of our off hours Mm. Uh, to that end, and mm. uh, that that means that something had to give, and it was the show and and production and preparation. So, thank you. We hope that this week's is going to make yeah. up for it. Um, we're very excited to be back recording, yes, and to be bringing you what we're bringing you this week. Oh yes, I mean we well we're going to talk about training this week. We are yes. Um, you know, we are prepping for the Donna. Oh, yes. That's our, our next big named race that we're doing and having to get the mileage in for that. Yes. So we had a big training run. We did. A training run beyond the distance. Which is what America's coach recommends, but we'll get into that. We will get into that. But then as we are... um want to do as we often do uh, we are lucky enough to live within a, a day trips driving distance mm-hmm. to walt disney world florida yeah no orlando in the orlando mm-hmm. area we're about three hours south and sometimes when we want to do a training run we will just say hey we're day tripping we're getting out of town we're going to change the scenery and we'll head up there yeah and it just so happens that this time of year there's something going on that our fellow runcationers mm-hmm. and foodies mm-hmm. might like. The Festival of the Arts, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. 
Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about these this whole festival thing when we get to it. Okay. Um, because okay. there's a lot of festivaling going on there at Epcot. It's the festival park. It's the park of festivals. Apparently so. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And we are going to be bringing you food and beverage. Yay! From the Epcot International 2023 Festival of the Arts. Yeah. I, I know I didn't get that right, but. What, you put the year first? You're I, supposed to put the year I first. I don't Who know. I got all the words in there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> People know what we're talking about. Exactly. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this week's show. And I think that those of you who might be looking to runcation or vacation down here in Florida are going to be very excited. And I think we're going to give you some reasons to uh, to book that uh, flight and uh, or drive on down. Mm-hmm. But first, Amy oh. Oh. is queen of shout outs. I believe that you have um, what? The queen of shout outs. I'm the queen of shout outs. You are. Okay. As she's as she's got a mouthful of, of her beverage there. And I, I didn't mean to I don't want to say anything where you might accidentally, you know, spit take your beverage on the on the mic <laughs> on the very nice microphones our patrons have bought us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and they they make our podcast sound what is it, seventeen to twenty two percent? They better. do. Yes. Yes. It's science. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know how it works. You can report it just does. that on the um <clears throat> statistics from the researchers and <laughs> Yes, I have um, scoured the interwebs, internets, and gotten... Hey, we got mail. We got a submission on our website. We, yeah, we have we have multiple submissions like, I, this week. Yeah, we got one. I'm not... It's It wasn't really a shout-out. It was more of a question that Alan Young sent us. Mm-hmm. And he... We know... I He, ha, he has done the Walt well, Disney World Marathon weekend. He is... Um, he is a, a... streaker, as I... I think he is. Right? If I, if I remember right. And... Not, not the literal... Definition no, of a streak. No, I mean, no, he no. might be. I don't know. I guess they Alan, call them streakers at Donna. Like they say, they're streakers, like perfect or perfect marathon. They say perfect if you've done them all. I don't know. I think he has. Alan, correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, info at runnydrink.net. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> so you had something to read from Alan. Yeah. Well, I'm. It, he just asked us. He said, "I don't want to miss a post. I don't want to miss a thing." Uh, your live videos, when you release episodes, anything like that. And, you know, Facebook. God God love you, Alan, for saying that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I am so, I just, it's so humbling. And it makes me so happy because I love this show. I love doing this show. And I am so passionate about doing it with you, Dana. And the community that we have built, the Runcation Nation, they they listen to our show. And yes. And, they're, and they and like they're it. Awesome people. And some of them have met up, have had the chance to meet up with us at race weekends. And we, I just can't be more thankful for that experience. No, absolutely. It's wonderful. It's amazing. And we're so grateful. So- so Alan says, His I don't question. want I don't yeah. want to miss a thing. I just yeah, what do I what can I do on Facebook? Because, you know, I feel like sometimes I miss it. So Okay. So here's the thing. Facebook every now and then they change things around. 
And this if, is what I was going to say. And, and it's it's hard. They, they make it. I don't think it's on purpose. I just don't think they realize that people get really used to the user interface. And then they have no idea. And then when they change things around, they don't give you a great tutorial to tell you where things went. Mm-hmm. So this is the instruction I can give everybody out there yeah. who follows us on Facebook. When you go to our Facebook page, the Runny Drink Podcast Facebook page. Facebook.com slash runny drink. Exactly. It's right there. Um, click, make sure that you have liked us. Like the page, not like just follow. The, not just follow, but, but like. like. Once you've clicked the like button, yeah. and it says liked. And this is, again, I'm giving instructions for people sitting in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. Mobile devices are different. Yeah. Once you are on the page and you click like, make sure that we're liked. If you click the liked liked button again, it pops up a menu. Mm. And that menu lets you customize your alerts. Yes. It lets you select whether you want to see more from the podcast or just let their algorithm kind of do its thing and serve it up kind of whenever and whatever. We recommend get the maximum. Okay, we don't spam your Facebook's feed every day with multiple things. You're going to get, you know, the occasional uh, running, eating, and drinking thing from us, of course, because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a daily coffee meme. Of course. Because that's what Amy does. Sorry. She's all about meme. the coffee. No, no. Sorry, not sorry. We are all about the coffee here. Yeah. You know, when we talk about drinking, it's not just adult beverages. It is coffee, coffee. as well. And... You know, you're going to get alerts for our live broadcasts. Mm-hmm. You're going to get alerts for um, any special events. So we highly recommend you do that. Yeah. But log in on a computer, click the like button. And, and if you're already yeah. liked, click it again. So that you can customize your notifications. And then when you're done customizing, you've got to click hit up- update. Yeah, update. If you don't hit update, then nothing matters. That you change. Exactly. Apparently. Exactly. And on a mobile device, you don't get that many tweaks that you can, if you're just on a phone, it doesn't. It doesn't give you all the options. It doesn't give you all those options. And and that's the weird thing. They've changed the Facebook interface on the desktop to be more like the phone. Yeah. But it's not. It's still different. There's still more things under the hood. That there. you can do. Yeah, more customizations mm-hmm. available. So I hope that that's helpful. And we hope that yeah. all of you, all of you mm-hmm. do that. Because we don't want you missing anything. Whether it's our live streams, whether it's you know new episodes of the show. And our episodes post every week when we post something new to the feed for the face for, for our um for our podcast feed, if you are subscribing in your favorite podcatcher. We also post it to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So for those that like to maybe have their Facebook page up and running and they hit play and they want to listen in the background, that's While there. surfing. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's definitely an option. And we, and a lot of people do that. I totally mm-hmm. get it. So, you know. We, Us included. We don't want you to miss out on that. Mm. So, Alan, thank you for your question. Yes. And we hope to see you at a race weekend really soon. Indeed. Now it's time for other shout outs. Yes. 
And I believe the first is going to be for our executive producer, mm-hmm. Josh Osborne. Yes. We he just recently had surgery and we want to wish him a safe and healthy recovery. Yes. Yes. Josh is an absolute machine. He came through surgery. He's back home now recovering Mm -hmm. and uh, we've been touching base with him by text message and phone calls and phone calls. Mm -hmm. So um, it's wonderful to hear that he's doing well as well as he is. He has a great support system Mm -hmm. and the support and love of the Runcation Nation. And yeah, and we know so many of you guys have been rallying around Josh. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. You guys are amazing. And then it, it, he wouldn't be Josh if he didn't send in a shout out of his own. He did. And it's an audio one. Like we are really, we have got email in and audio messages, so many more. And this is just the first month of 2023. Right. We're off to a good start. I love it. You guys are amazing. Keep it coming. And so should we play that now? We should. Okay, here we go. This is a very special shout out to the coffee crew, to the Runcation Nation. I'm the executive producer of the Running Drink Podcast. Wanted to say thank you all and each and every one of you for all of your support through this surprisingly good time for what it is. I'm very thankful for all of you. And I wanted to say this so everybody could hear it because thanking each and each and every of you would just take way too long. But I wanted to say that I'm thankful for each and every one of you. And you all mean the world to me. I love you. And I hope you all have a great night and we'll talk to you soon. Such a great guy. Uh, Josh, my brother from another mother, thank you for sending that in. Mm-hmm. Now, we have other shout outs as well. We do. Congrats to Cheryl on heading back to school. School's out for summer. No, it, I don't know. No, it's not out for I her. know. It's in for her. That's it's... the school song that comes to my mind. Oh, okay. So. I, was list- I was hearing in my head the... Oh, so popular and successful Grease 2. Like, gotta go back. Wow, I really wish gotta I had go that. Back, I wish I think. Back to school. I don't know again. a single song from that. Oh, my. Nobody does. Really? Grease 2? Yes, you do. Yes. Oh, my. Please back me up out there. Grease 2? Don't, don't, don't make <laughs> me feel alone in this. Runcation Nation, help me help you. Oh Info gosh. at runeatdrink.net. Yes, tell us if you're one of the five people that's seen Grease 2. We'd love to a know. classic Michelle Pfeiffer. Was that who was in it? Yes! <laughs> was she supposed to play the part of Olivia Newton-John? I guess. No, well, it's was not it the, the same, same character. No! Oh, okay. I don't, Clearly I've you n- haven't seen that. I have not. <laughs> I've, I've seen Grease. I acted in Grease in high school, but yes. Grease 2, not so much. Okay, well, it uh, I I support maybe your assertion that not so many people have seen it. Um, That's good. Uh, the classic with Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta, is so much better, in my opinion. 
Although, um, it's okay. It's okay. Just let me know I'm not alone in this. And Cheryl, congratulations on going back to school. Indeed. Uh, we also want to congratulate JoJo on her yes. 3M half marathon and getting one more state in the books as and she's working towards her 50 states. She, it's fantastic. And I think she posted a an excellent review of the race. Yes. In our Runcation Nation Facebook group. Which, by the way, if you're not a part of that, do a search, Runcation, one word, nation, and just send us some, you know, let us know that you're interested in joining. We just like to make sure you're not a robot. Right. Um, we don't have any crazy tests that you got to go through to get in. You know, right. you don't need, to, you don't need the, the secret handshake. But uh, we just yeah, want to make sure you're not. Although we could come up with one. We could. Yeah. We just want to make sure you're not a robot. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm loving the fact that we're starting to get more and more feedback from members of the Runcation Nation about their various races that they're uh -huh. doing. This is awesome. And it's also giving us races to look at for our right. upcoming race calendar. And sharing with the community is always good. Oh, yeah. When people are wanting to expand. Well, and we're only two people, and we travel mm -hmm. as a unit, and we can only, <laughs> theoretically, you know, we could only cover. So let, many. Let's call it 52. If we did one race one race a week, we could yeah, only but do we, 52. But we have day jobs, dude. We. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> There's that. Um, okay. And travel costs money. Yeah. So, yeah. So, JoJo, thank you for posting that. And yeah. congratulations on getting yet another state under your belt. Yes. And congratulations to Nicole Kay on her Key West Half Marathon. It was, <sighs> I know, I miss it. I want to go back. We were so close to doing this one, too. Oh, we were so close. I wanted to. We've done this one. We love this one. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. I. This is the perfect time of year. To do it. To run Key West. Yeah. We've done it in the summer. We've. Well, well, well October okay. is still very humid and hot. I was going to say, it's really summer the end, junior? end of. It's, it's summer junior in summer Florida. Summer junior. As, as OMG, it's Wix from, uh, from TikTok would say. Yeah. Um, but. That time of year in Florida is still insanely hot. Yeah. It's technically, I guess, the, the beginning of fall. It's supposed to be. Yeah, theoretically. According to the position of the planet at that time of year, it's yeah. the beginning of fall. According to the thermometer, it's summer still. And Nicole, she ran the whole thing. She she did selfies and she was posting and just and she's so proud of her accomplishment. I just had to. She ought to be. That's a great. That's applaud her. Yeah, she's great, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm so proud of her for that Cape one. Coral Running Group and this represent. It's just such a fun race. We've done that one. Um, There's nothing like it. And then completing it, and then going to Caroline's other side and having like a peanut butter and jelly old fashioned or oh. something like that. Or once you've had um, a little bit of time to recover from the race, going down to DJ's Clam Shack. And having some some lobster roll, a lobster roll, clam or strips, fried clam strips, mm. yeah, mm. a clam strip basket, and people or, watching on Duval Street, or going to Amigos. Oh, for Mexican food, yeah, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those so, carbs, 
So if you go back and, and listen to old episodes or you search on the website at runeatdrink.net, you'll hear us talk about some of these places oh, yeah. on the tail end of that race and the uh, southernmost. Oh, yes. Which is the one I was talking about in October. Oh, which is, yeah, super hot and humid. But, Nicole, you did it. Congratulations. You're a rock star. And uh, let's see. We also have Kelly and Jessica, Mm -hmm. who were at the Big Beach Half Marathon in Alabama. I love their photos from the trip. Uh, well, they I'm posted seeing, food too. I need to know about. Yes, yes, but um, f- food, race course, and just the beach itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. I, I'm so jealous. Again, Alabama is a place that we haven't we, we've covered on the show, but well, for yeah. training purposes. Mm-hmm, because you traveled for a work trip, and I just went along because you know reason, why not reasons because reasons. Uh-huh. But. To go for an actual race, we want to do it. We've been eyeballing Rocket City. We, oh, yeah. You know, this is another one that might be really good. We got to look at what their time limit is. True. We so, do. or maybe maybe Kelly or Jessica could give us some information on the Big Beach Half in Alabama. Like a little review. A little review. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. Kelly, Jessica, hint, hint, hint. So, mm-hmm. congratulations, ladies. Yay. Another state in the books. Indeed. And another successful girls trip. And congratulations to James Miller on his Sycamore Island 10K. Yeah. 10K, your favorite My favorite distance. distance. It is. Again, 10K. Far enough to be challenging, but not so far to wipe you out for the whole day. Yeah, you can still explore and indulge in local food and beverage. And not have to spend the whole day recovering first (laughs) which we've had that happen oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so uh listen for anybody who would like a shout out on the show please don't forget to send them to us we do our best to collect shout outs throughout the week but send them our way that really helps us by emailing it to info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or you can call us at 941-677-2733 and leave us a voicemail. That's 941-677-2733. Leave that message so we can play it on the show. Let's keep the streak in 2023 going. Absolutely. More feedback from the Runcation Nation. Send Mm. those shout-outs in. Mm. All right, let's talk training. Okay. Because this was a big one. Well, our coach and America's coach. That guy that introduced the show. Jeff Galloway. He's kind of a big deal. We love him. We do. We love him. He is like our our running father. He's like our Yoda. Our Yoda, our running Yoda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's gotten us through so many races. Oh. So many races, so many training cycles when things didn't go as planned. Or just when we first started out, we weren't using his training method. And we were just like, we'll figure it out. And figuring it out involved just absolutely hitting the wall and like reducing ourselves to like shivering and and we needed those mylar position those mylar blankets we needed Uh, after a race we needed them so oh getting help from a a professional running coach like jeff Mm. so valuable yes and he had 
a rather large race on our agenda or training run on our agenda. Yes, I am an e-coaching client of his, which is for for six months, you give a, a race goal and he will customize that plan and he will do a weekly email communication with you. You tell him about how it went for the short, for the maintenance runs twice a week plus the long run or the speed work on the weekend or the short run, what have you. For those three runs a week, what questions you have, what issues you're having, if you need to tweak the plan, what ha- when life gets in the way, and that kind of thing. But uh, he, he subscribes to, in the training plan, exceeding the distance. That is a very controversial thing sometimes. Oh, I... I see discussions about this on like Reddit and uh, running groups. All over the place. This is not the norm for most training or or running plans. Most people, they'll get to, when when they follow other training plans, will get to, I don't know, for a half marathon, like 10 miles maybe. And the emotion and energy and it's supposed to carry you to the finish. It's like in a marathon plan hitting 20 miles mm-hmm. and then you're done. I don't know. That to me seems, after having done Jeff's method, method. for so long, mm-hmm. the idea of training under the distance to me seems, that seems crazy. I know Really? It does to me. Crazy. I mean, I, I see what people are saying. You I know? do too. But, but to me, not hitting the distance at least to me that is like you're relying on it's like a leap of faith or just that you're going to gut it out. Yeah. And I don't know that I want to gut it out on race day. Um, I I'm, and maybe this is the law enforcement officer and me talking. I want to practice like I'm going to play and I want to have already been there in training Mm -hmm. to not have to, Make it up on the fly as I'm going yeah. in real life. Practice like you're going to play. That's what my dad always said when he was a football coach for so many years when I was in high school. So true. Yeah. So that to me is, it's just weird to imagine because we haven't done it that way for really the duration of our running except for the first uh, few months. Yeah. Until we you know got into training with Jeff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> it's. That's our, I, I'm not that's belittling. Our I'm not belittling anybody who does it no, that way. No, that's Don't our philosophy. Wrong. And there are people who are so trained and so efficient, they can hit ten miles in a training cycle and then be like, "Oh, a half, no problem." I got three more. I mean, no it's big fine. Deal. Right? It's fine. Good for them. So whatever works for you. Well, it's like um, what on Letter Kenny doesn't? Don't they say you do you boo? Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So whatever works for you and is safe and healthy and prepares you to achieve that goal. Yeah. But if you're looking at, let's say maybe you're a couch to 5K and you're looking yeah. at going to going to the next step to a 10K or a half and you're looking at doing training. And by the way, we are not compensated by Jeff Galloway in no. any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. We just believe in it. We just have used it. We believe in it. Mm-hmm. It works for us. Yes. You know. The, totally. But but be prepared. If you're training for a 5K, he's going to take you to like six miles. If you're training for a 10K, he's going to take you to probably eight or nine. 
It, for a half He's marathon. He's going to take it beyond the distance. Yeah, for a half marathon, he regularly takes us to 16. You know, like that that Disney, that Hercules, is it Hercules, go the distance? Right. You're going to go beyond the distance. Yes, you are. Yeah. Like, yes, let's have Michael Bolton make that song <laughs> <laughs> for our training plans, whatever. I think that might be the first time we've ever invoked Michael Bolton on the show. I mean, okay. you know. Let's go the distance. We should really like at the end of the of the show. We should like fade out to that no, now. I don't but, want to have the no, dis- but then the, we're going to cease and desist sued. from Disney's attorneys. Yeah, just hear it in your head, people. Yes, play it yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had a fourteen mile training run we scheduled, did. which we takes did. us officially beyond the, the distance. distance of the race. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we were going to take ourselves up to Disney and do it somewhere on property. Let's change the scenery. Yeah. I I, I actually said to you, I think I was like, I don't really feel like pounding out 14 miles in in the the neighborhood. neighborhood. I just don't. The neighborhood is always reliable. Sure. It's flat, Uh, paved, mostly not well-traveled. It's near a well-known restroom. (laughs) <laughs> there is a clean, secure restroom on the course, and you there know, are porta potties with all, all of the construction that we yeah, currently yeah. have, um, both for new construction as well as um, as well as construction due to rebuilding from Hurricane Ian. Yes, um, I think part of it for me wanting to change the scenery is the Hurricane Ian stuff. Um, yeah, here in the last few yeah. weeks. You know, we still have mountains of debris here in, in Cape Coral. It is true. They look like mountains. It's it, sites where they stage the debris. Yeah. So. It's gotten better in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, our neighborhood, for the most part, now. We're very lucky. We are fortunate. Um, I know some people who've seen, like, the video that we've shared and photos. You know, we had major flooding mm-hmm. here and a lot of damage in our area of town, we're lucky. We're kind of at the point now where all the roads are cleared, all the wires are back up. Most of the construction is now on homes, in the lots, so there's nothing like spilling over into the roads. For a few weeks after, we had a hard time running. Because and we talked about that of, on the show. Yeah, because of the yeah. big piles of debris, the debris, debris, debris. <laughs> <laughs> there is no breeze the here. S, the S is silent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, wild animals, other issues that were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that and that uh, and and just the 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 post storm um, grossness. Yeah, you know, with the the. The sewers and the and the porta potties and all that stuff. So we're now kind of back to normal for Ew. that part. There, but there's just a lot, like all, you know. I think like 88 percent of houses in in our city had roof damage. Mm-hmm. So every house is getting worked on, yeah, basically. But yeah. we're back to where we can actually function. But you wanted to take it away from there, and I think I'm sick of seeing it. You know. You know? Yeah. You just want some different scenery. Yeah. And something positive and to mm-hmm. take your mind off of it. And again, we're pass holders. We're within three hours. So we're like, we're going up. We'll do an overnighter. We're going up. Mm-hmm. So we headed up to Disney, got a hotel, and we decided we were going to do laps around Crescent Lake. Well, the Epcot Resort area has a running path. It is... 
pretty. It has clean, secure restrooms all along the path. It is, I, the view early in the morning is just beautiful oh. on the Crescent Lake. Yeah. 100%. So beautiful. I just, why, why not? Why not? Right. So we were able to do it. We got up there. We, we decided we were going to do this. Crescent Lake is that area. Like you said, the Epcot resorts, it's the boardwalk. It's beach club, beach yacht, club, club. yacht club, swan um, and dolphin are there. It's a cool area. It is. And the the running course is mapped out. It is 0.8 miles around the lake. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a mile. Yeah. And so for- And if you add the pathway between the boardwalk, well, between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. then you add mileage to that. You do. If you do. You do. And what I like about it is, you know, we do- we're not a Disney podcast, but no. we do a couple of Disney races each year. We do. We we would be remiss if we didn't cover the Disney races to some extent because the Disney races are a destination race. Yeah. Disney is a destination vacation location for so many people. For many, it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Because yeah. because it can get very expensive. You don't ha- you, you can do Disney on a budget without a doubt. Sure. But for some, you know, that budget might be just a once in a lifetime trip. And and we want to make sure that we cover that for people. And since they have run Disney as part of the the company, And that is part of what got us motivated. And and got us run. hooked. And how we found Jeff Galloway, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. With, if it weren't for Run Disney, we wouldn't have connected with Jeff, I don't think. And because we we saw him talking and checked out his app at the time, the the Lolo app, the Lolo and, app. and which has been made over, mm-hmm. and it it just it's so it, it's an integral part of our. The fabric History. of our running. Yeah. And it's on the race circuit for so many in the community. It is. And and we fully, ex- we understand like Disney races are expensive. Mm-hmm. Everything around it is expensive. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we're not exclusive. Right. And I think it's good to bring it up this time of year because we're just coming off Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. But Biggest people, race of their year. Right. But people are also gearing up for Princess. They're, Princess, I would argue, is probably their second most popular race weekend. It may not be their largest attended, but I think in terms right. of, uh, in terms of right. um, excitement. Around it, mm-hmm. I think that it has bigger excitement and buzz, especially um, among female runners. Sure, than even wine and dine, mm. which is I our, see our, far more traffic about it than I do wine and dine. Well, and I mean, like wine and dine is is ours. It's kind of on brand. It's and it's, it's kind of and it's a sentimental favorite to us. Oh sure, yeah. So. Little column A, little column B. Yeah. So that's so in a nutshell, that is why we take training runs to the property and and why we cover that mm-hmm. topic from year to year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So, so uh, that I think you know we had a, uh, that portion of the our course for the training run. When you see the swan and dolphin, there, there, that's some hill work. There's a little bridge there. There's a little, little bridge. Foot, little foot bridge. And JD, I think, would poo-poo us or make fun. A member of the Runcation Nation who happens to, uh, you know, want to run with us. At, and he uh, has his own podcast. At Bird in Hand. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He wants us to experience the hills of Bird in Hand. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we want to and we wanted to this year. But uh, we JD's big fat running journey. Uh, we were on. We were so lucky to be asked to be on his show, and I think he would say those are hills. It's just because you're from Florida. It's all relative, my friend. Yeah, it is all relative. But it's good. It's good. It's good. So. <laughs> So we did the we, we, we did, go we got a little hill work. I mean, I think it was hill work. My thighs felt it like oh, it was hill work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I felt I felt like it was a hill. Um, we did the math. It's like seventeen laps around to do fourteen miles. Yes. We we did most of that, and then we decided that we were going to go and finish our last probably five k inside of. It was less than that. It was like two and a half miles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. A little less than two and a half. Um, inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah. So the... Uh, I, I, well, I was going to say, well, let's go, let me go back to the, to, the, uh, to the actual running around Crescent Lake. I like that one. It does change the type of surface that you're running on a couple of times. You go yeah. from the, the boardwalk surface, which is great when it's dry. It sucks when it's wet. But we get practice. But you get practice. You get practice on the different surfaces. So. And if you are running okay. that one when it's wet, it's okay. you will get real careful real quick. We've Indeed. talked about that before. Yes. So. At all the Disney races. But they, it was dry for us. So. It was dry for us. Mm-hmm. And it was also cold that day. Which was great. It was great, but it was chilly. Chil- I love Florida cold. chilly. It was Florida winter. I love cold weather running. I, I love it. I love it. I know you do. Just saying. So um, we did the vast majority of our run there. We decided uh, to take that uh, from there into the park proper. We did a few laps around the park proper over there at Hollywood Studios. Um, I like that we get to run that little segment between Boardwalk and Hollywood that is on the race course. I always lament this part of the course. When we are lamented, I do because that is a section of the course that narrows greatly. Oh, you're talking about during okay during an actual race, the segment that goes by the water between the boardwalk and Hollywood. This is you're you're usually in about mile eleven at that point. Sure, for a half marathon. Sure, and that strikes me as the world's worst place for people to start jockeying for position because. On your left is the water, and there's a big railing, and there's nowhere you can go. And on the right, there is some grass, and it's kind of at an uphill grade. And if you, people want to pass, they should theoretically pass on the left side. Runners, runners should be on the left. Walkers should be on the right, mm. or slower runners. Mm. And it's really only wide enough for maybe four people. Abreast. Across. Across. Mm-hmm. 
And even then, that's tight. So when I see people at this stretch trying to jockey for position, Mm -hmm. it is really tough because most of the time, they're not adhering to good runner etiquette. They're passing on the right. They're doing things they shouldn't be doing. It's a bad location to be doing that. So that that's just you know my commentary on that that area for the run right right so, and sorry. i get it and i get it and i agree i'm with you but we we accomplished our goal oh god yes yes that that was, <laughs> was listen i was hurting after that 14 but i was so glad to get it done because you i believe in what Jeff talks about in terms of increasing your confidence so that when you get to that start line, when you get to that start line, you feel, I've done this distance. I've done it. Mm-hmm. And yes, there may be unexpected hiccups along the way, especially on a race course you have never done before. But to have that confidence of, I have done the mileage is absolutely a win in your favor when you go and attack that distance I think on race a, day. Yeah, there's a psychological component there yeah. that is, I think, difficult to measure. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that you walk in with a subconscious confidence. You may not feel it initially. Great. You may not feel it initially on no, the surface because there's nerves. There's always especially nerves. if it's your first. Hack your first official race at that distance or, or big race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I think that when you've been there in your mind and you've been there in training, yeah, you're, you don't rise to the occasion. You rise to the level of your training. You've you talked fall about back this to the level of your training in, in terms of your job. You talked do. about this, yeah. but there's no such thing as rising to the occasion. You fall back to the level of your training. So, for me, that's why or I think do you it's say, so or valuable. Or can you say you rise to the level of your training? That's not what we say. That's not what you, you can say, say but okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Carry on. So, yeah, I, I, I think that, that the 14-miler was was great. And now, as I, I'm, we're staring down the barrel of Donna next week as oh, we're recording like, the no, show. No, no. It's good. It's so awesome. Oh, I know. But I mean, but you, I have the distance looming. You have the distance looming. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is nice to know that we have you got, it. got that distance. You got it. Belt. You got so it. That makes all the difference to me. Yes. So I think it's, it's absolutely worthwhile. I would highly recommend anybody. If you are again, couch to 5k um, Jeff, by the way, has training plans for all distances he will do customized training. Mm. His everything. app has them. His app has it built in, right? From drills to on-demand training runs to it's, and and I think that app is only going to get better over time. Yeah, the the new app I think is super cool, mm-hmm. and uh, I would highly encourage people to check it out. Yeah. You can uh, you can just search your favorite app store mm-hmm. for Jeff Galloway. Should and pop that, yeah, right up. if you if you search Jeff Galloway, it's going to come up. It should pop right up. Yeah. So yeah, uh, fourteen miles is in the books. We got it done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did it make us hungry? It absolutely made me hungry. I knew it did. That's you know? why I said it. So uh, when you're at Disney and you've done a big run, <sighs> of course, 
And there's a festival going on. Yeah. And this in particular happens to be one of the prettiest festivals yes. going on. Yeah. The Ep- 2023 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Yes. And it's going to be going on during Princess Weekend. So this is a nice little preview. Okay. So this is what I was alluding to at the beginning of the show. What is the deal with all these festivals? What do you mean what's the Every deal with all these festivals? Every time you turn around, Epcot's got a festival. It, yeah. It's like 365 days of festivals. Okay. Well, Almost. it's not exactly because Almost. they have staging days where they don't in between. True. They have what at the uh, so this is the beginning of the year and they have Festival of the Arts, which has just begun. And then heading to March, they have Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, which is your favorite. That is my favorite. It is the most beautiful of all of them. And then they, in July, they launched the longest running one ever. That one just got bigger and bigger over time. It wasn't always that big, but that, no. that is the that is the uh, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Yes. And yeah. that goes for like half the year. Yeah. Uh, and then you get, <laughs> did we mention Festival of the Holidays? And then there's Festival of the Holidays, like two which, weeks. Is the, which is the shortest one. Yeah. It's the, not really for two weeks. It's like a month. It's like a month, really. Really, to be fair. But uh, but Epcot's 2023 Festival of the Arts running January 13th through February 20th. Okay. Through 20th. So oh, so, this- are, so is it is are the Princess Runners going to miss that? Oh, crap. Well, so as this this episode is dropping, there is still plenty of time to get your, you know, Sorry. grab a quick flight, head down, check this out. Um, a lot of times when we cover stuff, we cover it after the fact. So I'm I'm happy that we're covering it while it's still happening. Well, if you're there early for Princess, then you can get this festival. There you go. If you're there early. <laughs> that, I'm just going to say that. I can't believe I screwed that up. Now, with most of the festivals, they are typically themed around a country. It's a little bit different here because the Festival of the Arts, Mm -hmm. the the various booths that they have set up tend to, yes, they kind of mimic the country where they're located. Sure. But they are inspired by art styles, Mm -hmm. artists, artists. Things to do with art. Yes. And, th- and whereas at the festival of yeah. the, or at, at the Flower and Garden Festival, for instance, everything is about the the flower and garden, the topiaries, the, the decor of the actual grounds. Characters in the gardens. Yeah. I think this one has the prettiest food. Because they yeah, are. Yeah, but you are, also wait the longest to get it because they're uh, making it pretty. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. We we this is not a negative, but it's no. just something for people to be aware of. Yeah. Lines are longer and slower at this festival than any other festival. Because Epcot Festival of the Arts, you're so pretty. You are so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they are absolutely giving you an Instagrammable plate. It's true. Every time. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating. <laughs> well, but good. But totally worth it. But good. Totally yeah, worth yeah. it. And we did taste our way around the World Showcase. Pretty, 
Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. And uh, we have for you two countries to bring to you. The first is Germany. It's not countries. Well, the we first have, is in the Germany area. It is in the area of Germany, So geographically, yes. just, to, just to explain or describe where it is on the World Showcase, it's Germany. Yes. Okay. But it's called the Pastoral Palette. Yes. And in this, we recorded a hot take of both food and beverage items. And I was very excited. Um, Germany. I think you're going to like it. <laughs> Check it out. Runcation Nation, we are coming to you live from the Walt Disney World Epcot Festival of the Arts 2023. We have made our way around the World Showcase. We're in the back half, the back 40. We're over here near, kind of in between Germany and heading towards Italy. And we are at the Pastoral Palette. Yes. So at the Pastoral Palette, which is known as Germany, uh, hearty dishes inspired by timeless Bavarian folk art. Nice. Yeah. So we have braised uh, red wine braised short, uh, beef short rib with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. In addition, we have the wild bear, the wild boar cassoulet with duck confit, ham hock, and wild boar sausage for dishes. And then for beverages, we have the Three Daughters Brewing Rosé Hard Cider, and we have the 8-1 Bay Brewing <coughs> the 8-1 Bay Brewing Blonde Ale, the Rosé Blonde Ale. Okay. Well, let me try this blonde ale here real quick. First of all, just at first glance, this is... Um, from blonde on the border of heading to brown. It's got a hint of, of rosé color. Like a ever, sunset almost. Ever so slight. Mm. Okay. Light body, heavy carbonation. It's got sort of the tannin, the that Ooh, yeah. kind of mouth drying kind of feeling of a, a bitter finish and a little bit of a bitter finish yeah um so yeah that kind of in, evokes um the flavors of rosé wine mm-hmm. to a certain extent but uh without being super sweet overtly sweet yeah yeah that's very pleasant um it's a little bitter i think that uh, people who like a sweeter or bread or beer may not gravitate towards this one immediately, but it's very good. Mm. Well, okay. Yours so has a pinker color. It is quite pink, like the like the pink looks you like rosé, like your sunset. Yes. Um. So we have sunset colors in both of our offerings, and uh, it smells of rosé sweetness. Lots of carbonation, and it's just, I mean, it is a cider without being super, super sweet. It is sweet. No bitterness at all, no hoppiness at all. It's a cider. Okay. Let me try this. I like the carbonation. Definitely smells like a rosé. Mm-hmm. 
okay, if you were to put that in a wine glass, I wouldn't know. I would think that might be some kind of a rosé. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With higher carbonation. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I like, like it. it. Mm-hmm. Not so high as to be like a like a sparkling wine or champagne, but right. But it's it's, it's there. It's got some it's got some bubbles. Yeah, and you can see the bubbles coming up in the glass. Yeah. So I'm interested in this food. All right. So the cassoulet is. I mean, this is looks like a stew. It does, like a bean stew topped with sausage. I'm just getting that initially. Mm-hmm. The beans, very, very rich. This is very hearty, like a yeah. great cold weather food. Um, the ham hock comes through. Yeah, this is like a hearty bean, mm-hmm. bean soup or bean stew. Yeah. Let me try the wild boar sausage. Oh, the really the ham hock in that. It reminds me of when we do um, collard greens with ham hock. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. The sausage has a great flavor, a little bit of gaminess to it. But not too much. Not too much, but the, the sausage is a bit dry. But Great flavor. Maybe that's on purpose to get you with the, like if you have the perfect bite here like this. Maybe. But, I don't know, that, um, it's not, not a, super gamey. It's not, it's not bad. I mean, I'm not saying the game flavor is bad at all. No. I like, I like gaminess. And this it, green part's like a parsley kind of. Yeah, they did like a, a weird like artistic smear. On yeah. the side of the bowl. Yeah. I like it. This is very good. I think I like the um, the stew. With the duck confit. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than the sausage itself. So. The sausage is a bit dry. Very good, but, but dry. Mm-hmm. Um, flavor-wise, good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And they garnish it with like a with with a with a baby that's adorable, like a baby radish. Uh-huh. Greens and all. Mm-hmm. Let's look, try yours. Oh. Yours looks amazing. The short rib. You get a nice yeah. healthy chunk of short rib there. Mm-hmm. Oh. You need no knife with that. That's a good sign. And the potatoes look, it's the, or it's I'm a, sorry, it's parsnip, parsnip the parsnip puree looks absolutely silky. Mm. Yeah. Oh. There's a sweetness to the parsnip puree. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. The, sh- the short rib is really tender. Very nice. The broccolini is delicious. Cooked perfectly. It's got a little bit of crunch left to it. Hasn't been cooked to death. I have a different yardstick when I do these, when we we do the assessments of of these or food trucks. It's how do they turn this out to such a large audience? Mm -hmm. And how will it, how's the quality going to hold up? Right. They've, They've really done a nice job here. 
It's nice. That short rib is fantastic. That that How really. How do you like the puree? The puree is surprisingly good. I'm not a huge parsnip fan, mm. generally speaking. Like we we have we've had it on occasion, but not too often. In but, the time we've been together in 25 years. But they they've added something to it to give it some sweetness. Mm-hmm. And they've the mm. puree is very silky. The texture is just it's hearty very rich to get the to get the meat and it's like a meat and potatoes dish yeah i think that of the two dishes this is my favorite yeah i would say the same and if you're coming here I would say I would get this one. I would say I would get the short rib. Yeah, I would I would say skip the castellet, go for the short rib. Uh, the castellet is, is good in um, in description. I think the execution It's not really a swing and a miss, but in terms of value, I think you're getting more uh, a better value and a better overall dish with the uh, did you get some of the aged balsamic with everything? I did. Oh, it's yeah. so good. The, the balsamic drizzle, that gives you that tartness and a little bit of sweetness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, your... I would say this is the winner. Yours is the winner mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, again, this is worth, this one's worth checking out. Pastoral Palette over by Germany. More to come. Yeah. Now, see, I thought you were going to come away and say the wild boar cassoulet was your favorite when we spread the menu i love before wild, we even had it i love wild boar yeah um we even have wild boar in our freezer here at home yeah so yeah i thought so too mm-hmm. um braised okay short rib love it hard to I beat love it whether you make it as a ingredient in a burger whether you braise it whatever i love short ribs um wow and, I mean, and I, so pretty. I used to make a short rib dish that was just dynamite. And okay, black forest cake. Well, yes. Chocolate and which cherries. We, well, we really needed to have that in this whole scenario, and we didn't. I know. And I'm sad. But. That um, we didn't. We, we ha- but you never like sweets anyway. But we have since gone back and had it, and we went with friends. Uh, we didn't record it. It's ridiculous. So uh, chocolate and cherries, what a great combo. It is good. And I think that chocolate and cherries could be good in a beverage too. Oh, yeah. Like something. That would be good. Yeah. Not that the beverages there were chocolate and cherry. I mean, they had like rosé all day. No, uh, but you know what? I, <laughs> I, you know what I did like? I like the fact that we had two Florida breweries f- featured there. Oh, Yeah. And I am a huge fan of both, both Three Daughters and 81 Bay Bay. Brewing. Mm -hmm. And 81 Bay is near and dear to my heart because it's literally in the area of Tampa in which I grew up. Of course. So I'm just very happy to see that. And and again, they do offer uh, some wine as well. We did not sample the wine. (laughs) We never do. It's like it's it's like the least covered beverage. That is true. That we we never talk about. That is true. About. We hardly talk about, we I need, guess. We need to commit to doing more wine. <sighs> we should. 
So we should have like a sommelier on our show. We should. Yes, we should. We should find a sommelier. Sommeliers out there. If you're looking for a podcast to partner with, let us know. Info at runeatdrink.net. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to give you guys one more, one mm-hmm. more booth yeah. that we covered as well. This one came as a request from our patron, Meg Brower. Uh-huh. And this is over near Mexico. Yes. I guess the translation is hungry. The hungry artist. El, El artista. artista. Ambriento. Yes. Ambriento. Olé. <laughs> or, or. Something. Something. She described a drink to us and we knew we had to go. Oh, yeah. I had not seen the. I, I didn't look at the menus ahead of going. No. And you told me about this, and I'm like, oh. She said, she told me, and I was like. She told you, and you told me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll try that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we just couldn't have just just the beverage. We had to have the whole shebang. There are very few places we go at the Food and Wine or any of those festivals where we get the whole shebang. And we got, well, I mean, with the exception of the craft beer so we got everything on the menu. Yes. And I don't think we, I mean, we gave an honest review of the food and beverage, but that drink, yeah, Meg just needs to say, you're welcome. <laughs> so here is our in the moment review of El Artista Ambriento, the hungry artist at the 2023 Epcot. Festival of the Arts. I was about to say International Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> Here we go. Runcation Nation, we're coming to you live from Mexico at the 2023 Epcot Festival of the Arts. And we are at the booth called El Artista Ambriento. Mexico. Mexico, yes. I can't say it. And um, <laughs> this is another one of those those booths where we got one of everything. Because we Mexico is historically one of the strongest um, booths at any Offering of the festivals. anything all the time. Yeah. So today they have, for the launch of the Festival of the Arts 2023, mm-hmm. the carne asada... And it's chipotle marinated beef sirloin, sweet potato puree, and crispy fried onions. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Harache de campiñones, gua- guajillo chili, and corn masa harache with pinto beans, oyster mushrooms, nopales, queso fresco, and pea tendrils. Okay. And then for dessert, flan de coco, coconut flan, guava sauce, which looks like caramel sauce, actually. It does look like caramel. And whipped cream. Uh, yeah. And With to, toasted shaved coconut on top. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. All, I mean, they look gorgeous. Um, we also have to drink the <clears throat> Los Californias, which is Tromba Blanco tequila, strawberry lime puree, and Los California citrus Mexican gin. I'm very curious about this one. And then by request for a member and patron from the Runcation Nation, Meg Brower, she requested us to try the Bonbon Margarita Marshmallow, which is illegal mezcal 
reposado, marshmallow cordial, lime juice, agave nectar, and a hint of coffee and elderflower served with a toasted marshmallow. See, that's right up my alley. Yeah, but that is I so ordered it. All right, so you're doing that one. So mm. give us a taste. We're going. She's diving into the drink first. Oh, marshmallow to the hilt. Even in the drink. Mm. Because your nose is right in the well, two yeah, toasted sm- marshmallows. You're, sm- you're smelling the toasted marshmallows, but also, mm, it's the marshmallow cordial that is prevalent in that drink. The sweetness is not too overwhelming. It's, I mean, and you would get sm- <laughs> like smokiness from. Get your own. Oh, that's good. Just get your own. That's, get back in line and get your own. That is stupid good. Everybody needs one of these in their lives. That tastes like a toasted marshmallow. Yes. Oh and my gosh! Like it's not the 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 mezcal will overpower in a lot of drinks. Mezcal, okay. I'm a huge mezcal fan, as everybody knows, who's been listening to the show for any length of time. Mm-hmm, of course, mezcal, depending on mm-hmm. the the brand, can have such an overpowering smoke, smoke, mm-hmm. and sometimes almost like a kerosene flavor. It's yes, and, and it's. That is so mild and so perfectly balanced. It's fabulous. Okay, but I want I want to try this now. They even changed. Ooh. I had it yesterday. It's you had this one yesterday. We're we're getting intelligence that the strawberry one is amazing from someone who tried it yesterday. I'm excited. Okay, let's give this a shot. Sorry, are you on the phone? We're recording. <laughs> we're recording for our show. It's okay. Yeah, oh, no, you're fine. It's good. It's good. The beer is. <laughs> the beer is not good. You don't recommend the beer, okay? Mm. But the strawberry, you're all for, okay? Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. Yes. I've never no? had Mexican gin. Okay. I. This is delicious. This is um, dangerous because you wouldn't know there's alcohol in it. Really? Yeah. Try okay. that. Okay. That is so tasty, and the it's just strawberry. I mean, the strawberry comes right through. Tastes like fresh strawberries. It's tangy though too. Yeah. Mm. I like the salt on the side, like the dusted part of the. Yeah, they give you this really interesting, um, almost like a tulip-style glass to like serve it. it in. It's really nice. I like it. And the gin is not too floral. Mm-mm. To overpower the strawberry and the salt. And gin can be such a varied flavor profile because. I like it. It just depends on what botanicals you put in it. I like it, but I'm partial to the marshmallow. That marshmallow thing's ridiculous. Beverage. But I like them both. I say you get them both. Okay. If you come here. They're both very strong offers. Yes. Let's talk. What is your podcast called? Oh, we are the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. Yeah. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere except for Spotify because sometimes we do video. Okay. Are you on Audible? So, uh, are we on Audible? I think we are, are. yes. I believe so. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We hope that you listen and like it. Thank you. All right, so let's... You too. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You too. So, the beer. Beer's a... Skip skip that one. So, usually the Mexican craft beer is like a lighter beer. Yeah. That was what I was expecting. Yeah, and I was not expecting this when I ordered it, and it's just... It's so hoppy. It's very like hoppy. It's stout to me, but it's not as smooth. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. To, I'm not a huge fan of really hoppy beer, so that's no. good to know. Yeah, I wouldn't go for it then. Okay. It's not great. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your festival. Thank you. You too. 
So you heard it here. Now we got the we got the skinny on the beer without getting the beer. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about carne asada. I'm yes. a huge fan. Yes. I like carne asada. Sirloin, um, you know, when prepared right, can be super flavorful. The, the, the trick with sirloin is making sure that you get it um, tender. And Amy's giving me a bite here with everything. The, yes. A little bit of the puree, the onion, and the beef. Mm-hmm. The beef is sliced super thin. It's kind of a medium to medium rare. Flavor is fantastic. Um, mm. Critique on this one, portion size. Mm-hmm. You're only getting three slices of beef with a little bit of the puree and the onions on top for your for your money. I would want like maybe four slices of the beef. Minimum. Minimum. So yeah. I, th- I, I don't know that this is going to be your best bang for your buck in terms of value. But the flavor is good. Flavor is very good. But for, for, the, for what you're paying for the size of it, this one. Right. Just letting everybody know if you're coming. So, what about the second dish now? Okay, this one here I'm very, very curious about. Oh, maybe this is a... This is is the Hirache Champignones. So the Hirache is basically like like fried dough or fried... um, Yeah. Fried. It has a, like a tostada flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's buttery. The corn. The corn flavor. Really intense. Really pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is basically. I, I like this because this is basically a, a masa a masa dough that's fried. Yeah. But it's not fried to the point of being crisp all the way through. You get like a creamy center to the texture. Mm-hmm. I like the cheese for a salty element. Mm-hmm. That one I really like. And the portion is bigger. Portion is a little bigger. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of complaints about that dish at all, except I would like maybe two of those leaves instead of one, but that would that would not be in keeping with food and wine. Or, right. Uh, or, I'm sorry, food and wine. The Festival of the Arts. Any of these uh, festivals. The Festival Life. Yeah. <laughs> Any of these festivals is all about small tasting portions. Right. But some of them are more uh, economical than others. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we are moving dessert. on to dessert. Mm-hmm. And dessert, I think, might be your best bang for your buck at this huge. at this booth. It is a huge portion of flan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love flan. I love guava. This I have no doubt is going to fire on all cylinders. I love coconut. Oh yeah. Oh, it's great. Mhm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You got the sweet fruity element from the guava. That guava also gives it a little bit of acid. Mhm. To cut through the the creaminess of the flan mm. and the toasted coconut slivers. That's just. A crunchy element, which mm-hmm. is nice, against a creamy flan. So you're getting crunchy, creamy, tangy, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. I really, really miss some of the desserts from like food and wine that were um, 
when we first started to come here. When they just, that they've just continued? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I think this is kind of bringing back that element that we love, that we loved when we first started to come. You know, every culture just about has its own version of custard. But flan, I think, mm. is the winner. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we definitely have a favorite here so far, uh, a festival favorite. In terms of the food and beverage, actually, because I don't that marshmallow um, with the mezcal is just delightful. It really is. This is a strong offering. Again, the only thing I would say is, you know, beware. Meat. Beware on the, on the carne asada. It's a little bit small, small for what you're paying. Mm-hmm. Other than that, must th- th- this is this one's a must do. Yeah. So, check that out. Um, and over here in Mexico on the World Showcase at the 2023 Epcot Festival of the Arts, El Artista Hambriento. Check them out. Cheers. More to come. Um, yes, Meg, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. And now we are staging a recreation of this beverage. I've got to get my hands on that marshmallow liqueur. We've got to find it. Oh, my it. gosh. It's like a marshmallow. They list it as a marshmallow cordial. Yeah. And, like, what is that about? We need to locate that, and we need to reproduce this beverage okay totally so and when when it said margarita i i was thinking this oh okay mezcal usually it's tequila usually tequila very glad it was mezcal i'm a mezcal the smoky, fan the smokiness was not overwhelming no, if you're talking about recreating the flavor of a toasted marshmallow, I think you kind of have to have it. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's. I think it was awesome, and I even applaud the Las Californias, which had tequila and gin, right? Um, or Mexi- no? Yeah, yeah. Had the Mexican gin. Yeah, that one was which was unique, really good, and it wasn't too floral. Not at all. Which can be the danger in gin for me. Or too earthy. Uh, some gins are super potent, mm-hmm. like like just overpowering. Whether this one is not that overpowering, or they just did a really good job at balancing it, yeah, I'm not really sure. But I can tell you that that Las Californias is absolutely worth trying and That's checking good. out. It's good. It is good. It's good. It's good. It's okay. Good. Now, I, I so I think these are two booths that have options that were worth highlighting this week. Oh, 100%. And there's more that we will share with our patrons. Yes, patrons, you're going to get some exclusives in your feed this week. Keep an eye out for those. We are super excited to bring them to you. We did the research. You guys know what to do. Get on a plane, get in your car, get down to the Epcot Festival of the Arts. For sure. For sure. And we're not going to steer you wrong. And I think, you know, while this concludes this week's episode content. It does. Next week, I think we're going to tease a little bit for Donna. 
We are. I think that um, as we are looking down the barrel, so to speak, of the big race, the first big race of 2023 coming up. For us. For us. Um, we want to kind of tease a little bit about the weekend. We want to talk about some places we're hoping to maybe check out, mm. uh, old favorites to revisit new places. Maybe we'd like to explore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we are hoping to get you guys really charged up for what we think is one of the most ar- amazing race weekends that you can possibly attend. And if you happen to visit the Jacksonville beach area, places you must explore and indulge 100 percent uh so that's going to be next week but before we go we want to thank fitz kohler the newest sponsor of the run eat drink podcast her course fixing your life with fitness is an in-depth course with over five hours of content that will change your life for the better in every way it's broken down into eight powerful modules and it's going to make your life better she is real She's practical. She's honest. She pulls no punches. It is what she teaches works. She does. It works. And now that we've finished the course, (laughs) we're starting to incorporate different aspects of the course. Her workouts, like her her workout for runners. That's that's a big one that you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And I hear you grunting and sweating. And I, I go in and I watch it. And I'm like, oh, I am not there yet. Uh, what do you mean you're not I'm there not yet? You need to get there. there yet. I do. I do need for that one. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, I'm lifting weights. I'm, do, I'm doing other stuff. Uh, but watching you doing like hers is like, like, I guess you call it plyometrics uh, or, or calisthenics. And I'm like, oh. Because it involves the box. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> jumping on the box no i know it's just it's like i'm like watching you going oof she's kicking your butt yes and it's paying off but it will and she said i mean i have exchanged uh messages with her back and forth about and she's like you're gonna so thank me when you're on the course that's and that's when you're key. that is the key right there Mm -hmm. (sighs) so what i mean she challenges you it you think about those well-rounded fitness goals. It's not just about getting the mileage, although we're very successful in that this week. That's important. It is to create a well-rounded fitness goal for your life. And that's the part that she's kind of brought back to me, which was I've been neglecting the other aspects mm-hmm. uh, and just going, focusing on the mileage. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, you know, professional runners, they have like fitness trainers that train the other aspects of fitness and you need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And kind of brought me back to, so. to focusing on other aspects. So you've got to check out the course. And when you sign up, you can enter RED22 in the discount code box at checkout for 20% off the entire course. And the discount code, which is, again, RED22, it will work on her fantastic book, My Noisy Cancer Comeback, as well. A centerpiece on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast uh, set if you ever watch any of our live streams. So thank you, Fitz, for sponsoring this week's show. We will put a link to the course in our show notes. Check out the course, Fixing Your Life with Fitzness at fitzness.com. Thank you for joining us in 2023. We're glad to be back with you this week after a hiatus. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. 
I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.